Well, it's great to be together. I want to share this morning, really, um, just from the book of Jude. Last week, I just uh, preached out of this couple of verses, um, really uh, uh, just on this whole theme of keeping ourselves in the love of God. And um, I want to just carry on and unpack that a bit for you this morning. just want to read a few verses from uh, the book of Jude, um, verse 17. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you in the last days, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the spirit, keep yourselves in God's love. As you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear so that even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. It's amazing when you talk about God, you have to talk about all ages, now and forevermore. You don't just talk about a few years, you don't just talk about our lifetime or our history. You have to talk about God both now and forevermore. That's who God is. He's He's eternal, and therefore we have to take hold of him in eternity. And this week I really want to speak, um, uh, last week I spoke a little bit about keeping yourself in the love of God and how we did that. That actually recognizing that the love of God is a key place for us to be. Uh, that actually we have to keep ourselves there. And I talked a little bit about how we did that, about, by uh, asking for help, by, by deciding that we're not going to move. You know, that's one way you do things. You say, you know what, it's a tough week, but I'm not going to move. I'm not going to allow myself to be pushed away from the love of God. Because there will always be things that try. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody had sometimes a week where you think, man alive, I'm, I've just allowed everything to push me away. And, uh, I, and I want to blame everybody else, but actually I have to take some responsibility too. And so we talked about how we have to keep ourselves in God's love. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit, following on from that, just developing the theme, that I want to talk about keeping ourselves in step with the Spirit. In step with the Spirit. Um, because I just believe that uh, we have to learn the secret of a living in step with the Holy Spirit. That, that, that we have to develop in our understanding what it means to follow Jesus is to walk with the Spirit. The two are the same thing. And uh, we need to just develop our, our thinking about that because walking with the Spirit moves us beyond the rules of Christianity into the relationship of Christianity. It, it, it moves us from trying to do the right things to walking with someone who teaches us how to live in the way that God wants us to do. And so I want us to talk a bit of, and just on unpack this this morning a little bit just about the person of the Holy Spirit because Jesus told us that the Spirit was the one who would teach us how to follow him. Now most of us if we're honest rely on other people to teach us you know and and the Bible has given says there are teachers you know who, who, who help us to understand the word of God and who give us the ability to rely on what God says and to work that out of course that that's biblical but Jesus also said but he would take what the what the spirit would take what Jesus had said and help us to understand it to remember it to lead us in it to help us walk with that and so I want us to try and think about our lives as followers of Jesus and ask ourselves the question is am I keeping myself in step with the Holy Spirit because I find that uh, the Holy Spirit walks at a different pace to me 
the Holy Spirit walks in a different way to me. And, and, and if I ignore the Holy Spirit, what I find is that I become back to Dave. And I don't really achieve very much. And in an age that is driven by the, the, the purpose of having to achieve so much on our own, we can uh, miss what the Holy Spirit is saying. And, and learn to walk out of step with him rather than in step with him. So I want us to understand the role of the Holy Spirit this morning. The Holy Spirit is God. He is revealed in the scripture as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three people, yet one God. It's this divine mystery that we have. It's, it's, uh, and we, you know, we see it clearly in the work of God through the scriptures. We see that he's a real person. He can be grieved. He can be resisted. He can be listened to. He can be obeyed. So he's a person. He's not just a force, you know. If you go home and talk to your electric plug, you're not going to have anything happen. Apart from if you put your finger in it, then you might have a thing. But the Holy Spirit is, is a person who responds and communicates. Jesus didn't say that a force would be with you. He said a person would be with us. And sometimes we get a bit spooky in our Christian faith and we make it all about... Somebody talked about a quiver in their liver, didn't they? You know what I mean, it was like, you know, something weird. You know, and that happens sometimes. Sometimes you have the sense of God. I'm not, I'm, you know, but actually we've got to recognize it's a person who's speaking and leading us and teaching us and helping us understand what God's calling us to be. Yet we see, even though he was a person, he was also divine because the Bible says that he was involved in creating everything. That nothing was created without him. That he was the breath of God that brought life to the world itself. That he's the power behind the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Jesus wouldn't start his ministry until the Holy Spirit had empowered him. And so we see that the Holy Spirit is not just a person, but he is God as well. And therefore we have to understand uh, this this. Uh, person of the trinity father son and spirit to be someone who's here for us to lead us now that, that's theological and here's the deal friends 2000 years of theological understanding leaves us with just that father son and spirit and we're not quite sure where the rest of it hangs together because god and here's the great thing about that wouldn't it be terrible if you could understand god wouldn't it be terrible if you could put god in a box and go oh yeah i've sorted that See, that's, that's, that's kind of like us being in control. I quite like the fact that God is bigger than my understanding. I quite like the fact that the Holy Spirit is my guide in life and I have to listen to him and not just be about me. So I want to talk really about keeping yourself in step with the Spirit. See, the book of uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, we know it very well, reveals the Trinity, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In other words, there's a little kind of clue there into the function of it, the grace that comes from Jesus Christ. That's what we've just celebrated at communion, the grace that is ours, God's riches at Christ's expense, the grace of God. We've entered into it and the love of God the very uh, the very uh, compelling purpose of God towards us is that he loves us and that he cares for us for God so loved the world here's the deal friends God did not have to save the world he didn't have to he made it he had the right to discard it who of us could have called him unfair if he'd let the world drift off into oblivion but he loved us And so he came to save the world. 
And then he talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And there's a little clue in the name, the fellowship. In other words, the Holy Spirit's come alongside us to lead us and help us and teach us and guide us and correct us and convict us and work in us so that we might know what God wants to do in our lives. And we see this with Jesus. He was led by the Spirit, baptized by the Spirit, strengthened by the Spirit, prompted by the Spirit. And when it came time for him to depart, he said to his disciples, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the Spirit of God to come upon you. Isn't that amazing? Jesus thought that the Holy Spirit's presence in the life of the disciples was so important that people shouldn't do anything until they had understood and received the life of the Spirit in them and were walking and listening with him. And so I want to try and unpack what it means this morning to be uh, led by the Spirit. If I'm honest, I think that this is one of the most neglected aspects of Christian life today. Because there's an awful lot of talk about the Spirit of God. And there's an awful lot of ministry through the Spirit of God. But actually, we've got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And I want to talk a little bit about how we can do that this morning. Because most of us want to do it, but we feel a bit, I don't know, about it, it's, it's, a, it's an art, not a science. Wouldn't it be great if we said, sang three songs and said hallelujah and the Spirit appeared? But, you know, that's, that's not how it works. We have to learn to develop a sensitivity and uh, to, to move through that. So I want to talk a little bit because Jesus expected the disciples to grow in a relationship with his spirit. He said to them in John chapter 14, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the comforter, the paraclete in the, in the Greek, which means the one who comes alongside you, he said, he will come and he will speak on your behalf. And he said, when the Holy Spirit, the Father will send him in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said. Listen to that. Isn't that amazing? God, the Holy Spirit, wants to teach you all things. He wants to teach you how to be a better husband or wife. He wants to teach you how to be a better employer or employee. He wants to teach you how to react to people uh, in a godly way, not an ungodly way. He wants to teach you all things. And he wants to remind you of what Jesus said. He wants you to understand what the Father said. He wants you to understand what, what God's plan is for our lives. And so instantly, Jesus emphasizes the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I want to ask you today, just gently, just a little bit provocatively maybe, how in step with the Spirit are you? How how open to his work in your life? How do we keep ourselves in step with the Spirit? I want to give you four things this morning quickly. Um, Firstly, we must develop a sensitivity to him. We must develop a sensitivity to him. You, dear friends, build each other up in the most holy faith and pray in the power of the Spirit. You see, we have to become sensitive to one another. And we have to become sensitive to a person. I've been married for 26 years. You're going to find this hard, but I wasn't as sensitive to Julia as I am now. I've learned sensitivity. Why? Because we've been together for 26 years. I've learned... (laughs) I mean, I'm not looking at her now, just in case she starts raising her eyebrows. Uh, I've learned, you know, that actually, um, you know, there are times, I, I, I know Julia well enough, I think, that I can be on the far side of the world on a phone call, and I can, she can answer the phone, and I can say, what's up, love? Why is that? It's sensitivity. It's because I've learned, and she knows me, and we understand one another, because there's a sensitivity there. Friends, if we're going to hear the Spirit, we have to develop a sensitivity to the Spirit. 
And to do that, we have to pray in the Spirit. To do that, we have to maybe not listen to the voices that surround our lives and that would overwhelm our lives. And when the waves are going up and down, but we have to listen to the voice that says, be still, even though being still is the hardest thing to do. Be still. I don't know about you, but sometimes the Lord speaks to me and I want to say, ha, yes, Lord, but. Forgive, ha, yes, Lord, but. Be generous, ah, yes, Lord, but. Move on, ah, yes, Lord, but. See, there's this thing in us and we have to develop a sensitivity because here's what happens. Have you ever been, (laughs) I'm sure you've done this. Have you ever been in a, a party where someone's talking to you but you're not listening? You know, and you're standing there and there, and halfway through, it can't just be me that's experienced this, halfway through, they realize you're not listening. So they stop talking. And then there's this awkward moment of silence where you come back into reality. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. What's happened is you've stopped being sensitive to them. So they become sensitive to you and they stop talking because they know you're not listening. See, nobody wants to talk if someone's not going to listen. We're all the same, aren't we? But if someone's going to listen, then we're willing to share. Now, I was thinking this morning about the boy Samuel who was serving in the, uh, in the temple for the high priest. And he was lying, uh, lying in and he, and he thought he heard a voice. And he ran into the high priest and said, you called me, you called me. And the high priest said, I didn't call you, go and lie down. Because there's nothing as annoying as being interrupted in the middle of your kip, is there, by some young lad. Do you know what I mean? And he comes back five minutes later, you called me. And he realizes what's happening. He said, no, I didn't call you. But the next time it happens, say, Lord, your servant is listening. And so... The word comes to Samuel again. He says, uh, Lord, your servant is listening. And he begins to speak to him. The Lord begins to speak to him. How, how does that happen, friends? I don't know. Only I know that Samuel understood it because he was speaking about Eli the priest who was in the next room. And all of a sudden, he understood some things about what was going on in Eli's family. And all of a sudden, he began to say, and he was afraid to tell him in the morning when it came, what did the Lord say to you? Um, well, he actually said some serious stuff, Eli. But the issue is he had to become sensitive to hear. He had to develop sensitivity. Now, I want to say to us, you have to develop sensitivity to the Lord. You have to develop sensitivity to the Spirit. And you do that by training yourself to listen sometimes to what he's saying. You see, one of the promises of the Old Testament scriptures about the coming of the Lord and his kingdom was this. You will hear a voice. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. In other words, they said one of the key identifying characters of the coming of the kingdom would be the Spirit speaking to us. And so therefore, one of the things that we have to do as a Christian, rather than try and keep all the rules, is try and be sensitive to what the Spirit says. Because here's the deal, if you become sensitive to what the Holy Spirit says, then you'll end up doing what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. If you try and keep the rules without a sensitivity to the Spirit, it just becomes hard work. (laughs) Anybody know what that's like? It's nice to be nice when you feel angry, isn't it? Just me. It's hard to be, uh, you know, servanthood if, you know, someone treats you like a servant. And yet Jesus laid down his life 
without opening his mouth for the sake of the world. Why? Because he was empowered by the Spirit of God. He was developing the fruit of the Spirit in his life. And so we have to develop a sensitivity to who he is. Here's the truth, friends. I know that my most effective, fruitful moments in ministry have not come from my great plans and my great abilities. But they've come from moments when God has spoken and I've obeyed him. See, the Hope Center was one of those moments. We were all trying to move, trying to sell, ready to go. We are fed up with floods, famine, pestilence. (laughs) We were ready to go. And yet, in a moment, we just felt the Lord say, actually, you know what? Stop it. Be still. Stop pursuing it. Just let it go. Oh, but Lord, what will people think? And people did think. But the Lord said, stop it. And then one day he said, here it is. And look where we are today because the Hope Center is changing our city and ministering to the needs of people. Why? Because we stopped and listened to what the Lord said. We developed sensitivity. And here's the deal, friends. You know, we've got to work at sensitivity to God because when he speaks then and we respond, then we can be sure we are in the will and purpose of God. Hello. Hello doesn't matter what happens it just matters that the Lord's spoken to us and we know and we can live it out and act it out and do what he's called us to do we come to know more about the one that we listen to and spend time with Bible says this about the Holy Spirit no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him but these things God reveals to us by his spirit if you need to know that God loves you It's not just an understanding intellectual exercise. It's a spirit thing. Because when you know in the spirit that God loves you, you're able to overcome the rest. Because you know you're loved. The spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. It changes things. But it has to come from a sensitivity. And when we become insensitive to the spirit, then actually we become much more um, adrift in our Christian life. Because we're now trying to find our way by just keeping the rules or doing the right thing and friends that's not what Jesus called us to do he called us to walk with the spirit secondly are you with me he asked us to decide not to be so self-reliant here's one of the most awesome verses in the book of Jude says this verse 19 these are the people who divide you who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit wow what a verse What he says is, listen, there is a tendency towards self-reliance in people's lives. To follow mere natural instincts. I love the way it says that. I mean, I want to say, well, my natural instincts are pretty good, thank you. I I know what to think. But he says, no, they're mere natural instincts. He said, your natural instincts are God-given and they're useful, but they have limitations. And here's the deal, for some of us, and for the life of faith, the life of faith will not be fulfilled by relying on natural instincts alone. Can I say that again? The, na- the, the life of faith will not be fulfilled by relying on natural instincts alone. There has to come a point, because it's a life of faith, where the wor- word of God will ask you to go against your natural instinct. That's what faith is, friends. Noah built an ark where there had been no rain. An ark. It took him, what was it, 100 years? 100 years of building an ark because the Holy Spirit had spoken to him. Day after day, 
He went out and he did it. You know, day after day, he did what God had called him to do because he had heard the Spirit speak and he said, I don't know about... And there must have been days when he looked at this half-built boat and his sons were all going, I hope you know what you're doing, Dad. And he thought to himself, what am I doing? But he had learned not to be so self-reliant on his thinking because he had heard the Lord speak. See, that's the life of faith. The heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, that's all they do. They hear God and they do what God called them to do. And I want to say to you, we have to challenge the self-reliance in our hearts because we live in a very self-reliant society. Hello. We live in a world that is, is totally, uh, totally worships at their shrine of self-made man and the intellect and the understanding that we have. And listen, we have things. It's amazing. What we can achieve is amazing. You know, we're not putting it down. We're not saying it's wrong. We're not saying it's stupid. Not at all, friends. But what we're saying is, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because your own understanding, no matter how clever you are, is not the understanding of the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says his ways are higher than your ways. You might be the brightest bloke or lady in here today. Guess what? There's someone who knows more than you. That's just on earth. And so somewhere along the line, you've got to decide, you know what? I'm going to rely not simply on my natural instincts, but what on God says. But what God speaks to me, but what God has put within his word. It says, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Imagine that, folks. Yes, Lord. See, see we're, we, we love it to be all tied down, don't we? Imagine if Matt had got up on the stage last week and said, well, well I'm going to uh, Africa. And we all went, great, what's going to happen in Africa? He went, don't know. Just know God's told me to go. We'd have all been counselling him afterwards, wouldn't we? Now, Matt, don't be too rash. I'd have been telling him off. I said, well, you work for me, you're not going to Africa. Do you know what I mean? We'd have been trying to shape it. Because sometimes what God asks you to do is not what you would choose to do or decide to do yourself. I know that freaks us out a little bit. And I know we get a bit paranoid about it because we all think God's going to make me do something I don't want to do. He's not. If you don't want to do it, he's not going to force you to do it. But he might ask you sometimes to do something that is in his interest, not yours. And therefore, we've got to be willing to say, you know what? Yes, Lord, I will be and I will respond to what you've called me to do and what you've called me to be. And Jude challenges it and says, don't just rely on mere natural instincts. Live according to the Spirit. Allow the Spirit of God to help you uh, deal with what God is calling you to do. You see, there is a battle in our lives between the flesh and the Spirit. Between our mind and the Spirit. And we have to learn to discern what what is speaking to us? We have to learn to say, well, actually, you know what? I know that the Holy Spirit wouldn't want me to do that, so therefore I'm not going to do it. I know that God wouldn't ask me to be dishonest in my dealings, so I'm not going to do it. That might look crazy to you because in a natural sense, in your natural instinct, you might be losing by being honest. But friends, here's the deal. God has told you to be honest. And so you have to say, you know what, I'm going to go with the Spirit, not the flesh. See, Holy Spirit moments aren't just the ministry moments, they're life moments. We do the Holy Spirit a disservice if we think it's all about power encounters. The role of the Holy Spirit is to teach you how to live for God. 
And therefore, in the, in the pursuance of your life, see, some people decide, oh, I'm just going to go and move and do this and go here and do this. I'm going to do that. But actually, they don't even listen to what the Lord says. They just do it because they choose to. Now, it might be that that's the right thing to do. But you've got to be ready for the Holy Spirit to speak. Remember, Paul even said, I was on my way to travel uh, through Asia Minor and I came to the border of Bithynia and I was just going to go in and do what God had been doing. And I've been seeing great success in all these other towns. And when it came to the border of Bithynia, the Holy Spirit said, no. And it was like, I can't go in. And then he, and he didn't know what was going to happen. He just knew that he couldn't go in. So he stopped and camped. And all of a sudden he had a dream. And he had a dream of Macedonia. And so he changed his plans and went, listening to the Spirit. Why? Because he was trying to be sensitive to the Spirit. Now, if he'd gone to Bithynia, it probably wouldn't have been a disaster. But it wouldn't have been as fruitful as going to where God told him. Because God isn't out to punish us. But he's out to teach us to not be so self-reliant. Because the truth is, we all have to make our plans and then ask God to bless them. But sometimes God says, well, I will bless it, but I want you to also lean on me and try and do what I've called you to do. The Bible says this, we, it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. <laughs> not many amens to that verse, is there? Oh, amen, yeah, I'm not going to trust me at all. No. Now what it's saying is, listen, If you put more confidence in you than you do in the Spirit, actually you're out of step with the Spirit. You've got to be willing to say, Lord, this is, you know, how do you make decisions in life? See, that was my big quandary as a young minister or a young Christian. I don't make decisions. I have to wait for the Lord. And and Paul helped me greatly because what I do is I make a decision and then when the Lord says no, I stop. Because I think we've got freedom to make decisions, but actually we also have wisdom to listen to the Spirit. Because that's how we, you know, because sometimes you don't know what to do, do you? Just me. You say, Lord, I'm just going to do this with a good spirit. Please, you speak to me. And I've had friends, I've known when the Holy Spirit said to me, that's not it, Dave, stop. So I back out. Because I'm just going to try and be led by him because we are his people. Thirdly, determine, so I've got two points so far, develop our sensitivity, decide not to be self-reliant. Thirdly, determine to respond to his prompting. Romans chapter 8 says this, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Wow. Here's a characteristic of being a child of God, is you're led by the Spirit. I, I think we need to remind ourselves of that. Being a child of God doesn't mean that we uh, read our Bibles. It doesn't mean that we do this and come to church. All those are good things and are a part of keeping ourselves led by the Spirit. But actually, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. In other words, God wants to speak to you himself. The Holy Spirit came so that you don't need um, everybody else to tell you what to do, but the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Isn't that amazing? I think it's amazing. I quite like it. I'm encouraged this morning. And I, at the time, I'm going to determine to respond to the Holy Spirit. I, you know, and the Holy Spirit speaks. And if you start to listen, then the Holy Spirit will tell you stuff. He'll tell you when you're out of order. The Bible says he'll convict you of your sin. Sometimes I want to have a fight with the Holy Spirit. I just want to be angry for a while. Or I just want to do this for a while. And the Holy Spirit says, well, you're free to do that, Dave, but it's not going to help anybody, including you. It's the conviction of the Spirit. And I say, well, let's knock yourself out, Dave. Do whatever you like. But you know it's not going to help. 
And I want to be led by the Spirit, so I have to come back and say, Holy Spirit, forgive me, I need, I need to walk with you. It's, it's one of those principles of life. I've decided to respond to his prompting. Sometimes he directs us by confirming things. Other times he directs us by warning us about things. But actually when the Holy Spirit speaks, the question is, do you respond? Are you ready to hear him? Because here's the deal. Jesus envisaged you coming into a life of hearing the Spirit and walking with him. Not, not coming to a service where you might be just energized by the Spirit again. But hearing him and walking with him. See, Christianity comes into boredom, if I'm honest, if it's just about coming to services. If that's it, it just gets a bit tedious because then it depends on how great the worship is and how great the preacher is. And trust me, they're not that great. But if it's about I'm hearing the Lord and I'm responding to him, I'm going, when God speaks to me, whatever it is, you see, here's the deal. You need to say, because this is why the Bible says again and again, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Because it's been the challenge of the people of faith for generations. If God speaks, will I honor it? God calls me to follow him. Will I follow? God calls me to turn around and walk in a different direction. Will I do it? God calls me to give away some of my possessions. Will I do it? God calls me to trust him even though I'm in the boat and the waves are on me. Will I do it? It's the life of faith. There's no getting away from it. And that's what the life of faith is about. I want to be sensitive to the Spirit. I want to respond to him. And when the Holy Spirit says to me, be still, I'm going to say, okay, Lord, I have to be still. It's a response of faith. Something that says, I'm going to do what God's called me to do, so I can be who God's called me to be. The secret to staying in step with him is to respond to what he says. You know, we were in in Rome earlier in the year, and um, everywhere you went, there were people just desperate to sign you up to walk with them around some latest archaeological dig, you know. Everybody was just trying to get you to sign up, and then you would just see these parties of people, and somebody would have a big board, and they would just be walking around, you know. And I just imagine, you know, can you, can you imagine paying the money to walk around and then just walking off by yourself? And yet so many Christians say, yeah, I'll follow you. But then when the Lord says, we're going this way, they just go, oh, I'm not going that way. I want to look. See, I, don't, I didn't pay for the money, by the way, because I like to look at things myself, don't you? But what I did do on a few occasions was I stood very close to where the man was telling everything. <laughs> it's called wisdom. You know, and then I discovered he was speaking Italian. I couldn't understand a word of it. Anyway, but it, the principle was there. Why? Because we're trying to, you see, we're trying to do our own thing, but stay close. But friends, if, that's not what Christianity is about. That's not what the enjoyment of Christianity is about. It's about walking in step. And so I have to decide I'm going to respond to what the Lord says. When Jesus was, well, John was writing the, the book of Revelation, his favorite phrase in the first few chapters was this, whoever is he is, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. You've got to respond to what God says to you. Paul writing in Galatians says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit of God. And it's keeping in step with him that the fruit of the Spirit starts to develop in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. See, we only learn those things from being with him. From allowing him to shape our lives and speak to us. And then finally, we need to dare to ask for more of his presence in our lives. Jesus said this, if you then know your evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We need to dare to ask him. Sometimes we just need to say, Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm in trouble today. I need you. Please come and fill my life again. There's no rule, you know. You don't have to be in a prayer line. 
doesn't have to be an organ playing in the background. It's just you and the Holy Spirit. So sometimes you just have to dare to ask, Lord, have you got anything to say? Just like Jonathan and Kathy did this morning, just sensitive to the Spirit. Come and bring a word. Come bring a picture. Just trying to communicate something of the Lord's heart for our lives. It's just about that sensitivity. Lord, I'm daring to ask, have you got something you want to say to me? Lord, I'm, I don't quite know what to do, Lord. Could you please speak to me, Lord? I, I need sense of conviction about what's the right thing. That's the life of the Spirit. I believe that the Lord wants us to dare to ask. Because he won't, the Bible says, if we ask him for bread, he won't give us a stone. So sometimes we just have to be willing to dare to ask, Lord, would you please fill me afresh? The Bible says, doesn't it, in Ephesians, uh, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, and what he's saying there is not drink, don't drink. It's not, that's, you know, some people interpret that as that. What he's saying is, what's the priority of your life? What's more important to you? Just, just wasting your life or hearing what God says? Be filled with the Spirit. Overflow with who he is. And believe that in doing that, you do not lose. You see, the Bible says this, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. It doesn't say if you seek all these things, then you'll find the kingdom. The pearl of great price is worth paying for. And when you find the pearl of great price, everything comes. Because the Lord provides for his people. So we need to understand today, just how do we dare to ask? Do we dare to say, God, here in my life, in the situation of my life, here I am, Lord, just uh, a bit battered and bruised. Lord, here in this opportunity of my business, Lord, where I'm trying to move it forward. Lord, here in my family and in my children, my lives of my children, Lord. Here, here in my education, what I'm studying, Lord. And in my career, where I'm trying to consider what the best option is. Lord, in all these things, Lord, I dare to ask, not just for uh, prosperity and success, but I dare to ask for a sensitivity to your presence what is it you're saying holy spirit will you fill me afresh and you know you might have a physical manifestation and great but the truth is what you really need is a voice from the lord to say this is the way walk in it that would strengthen your life and that would make your christian life feel a bit more fluid because i believe some of you feel stagnant in your christian lives it's like well is this it is this it? Do I have to sit here and listen to him for the next 20 years? Well, we all know the answer to that, don't we? Yes, no, no. <laughs> See, there's no, there's no joy in that, friends, unless we're fluid in our lives, unless there's a walking with God, unless there's a listening for ourselves. You know, I, I don't want, honestly, if it was all of us for me, I would walk out of here today and never come back because I need to believe that the Holy Spirit is working in me. And that Jesus has called me to eternal life that starts now, not just when we get to heaven. That I'm alive in the spirit and that by the spirit of God I can see situations and circumstances change because the spirit of God is in me. He who is led by the spirit of God is a son of God, is a daughter of God. Keep yourselves in step with the spirit. Paul puts it like this, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Dare to ask for a greater revelation of him today. That will strengthen your life. Keep yourself in the spirit. Develop in your sensitivity. Decide not to be so self-reliant. Let's just take a moment, shall we?
Can I ask you today? Listen, you don't have to do it. I'm, I'm a preacher at the front. I have no rights over your life. But I just feel, some of you today maybe, I believe the Lord's just asking you to stop being so self-reliant. To stop trying to take control of your life. And maybe just to surrender to the voice of the Lord. Maybe you're going through the motions of Christianity and truthfully in your heart you're a bit dry. You believe but it's not really life to you. I believe it's because of this thing. You need to keep yourself in step with the Spirit of God because that's where the life is. It's where Jesus meant you to be. He meant you to be walking in a relationship not just following from a distance. That's why the analogy of walking with him is such an important one because to walk with him you have to stay close. Believe the Holy Spirit wants maybe some of you just today to lay down your mere natural instincts and to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you afresh today. Some of you, you know even though I've been speaking, the Lord's been asking you to do something. He's prompted you. You need to respond. I know it's scary. I know sometimes it's difficult. I know that. But you know, it's where, it's where the faith starts to really make a difference. We're not just called to believe in God. We're called to believe God and follow him. There's those two aspects to faith. Faith is trusting in him when we can't see him. But faith is also following him when we hear his voice. And So some of you have been hearing the Lord and the Lord's been prompting you. You've got to just respond. It's scary, I know. It may move you into a step of faith that maybe your natural instinct is saying, I'm not sure about that. And you know, we're not all guaranteed to have perfect success rates at everything that's just not life but the Lord is with you maybe some of you got to dare to ask him again Lord would you fill me with your spirit afresh would you give me a greater revelation of you would you unplug my ears so I might hear you today and respond to your leading in my life Holy Spirit, would you just come right now? Lord, as we wait before you, Lord, it's been great to be together in church this morning. Lord, we've loved to worship you. Lord, it's great to share together. But Lord, you're speaking to us today by your Spirit. Keep ourselves in step with you. And so Lord, I know that for some of us here, Lord, that's been hard. Lord, it's been very difficult path Lord we find ourselves Lord just uh, maybe letting go maybe struggling with trusting you Lord maybe just uh, losing sight of you in the midst of the storm maybe Lord we've become a bit too self-reliant Lord Lord because we want to be in control and that's the easiest way we can get it And so in Jesus' name, I just pray, Holy Spirit, come upon your people today. Would you come and just restore, restore hope today in people's lives, I pray. Restore your presence, Lord. Restore peace, Lord, where it has disappeared, Lord. 
Restore purpose, Lord, in people's lives. Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you strengthen each one of us that we might be spirit people? People who are in step with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in each one of us and that you lead us and that you reveal to us the truth of our salvation and that you teach us about Jesus and about the love of God for us. And then you lead us in life, Lord. Lord, forgive us when we just walk out of step with you, Lord. We've all seen it, Lord. Somebody walking out of step with everybody else, Lord. It just, it just brings disconnection, Lord. Dysfunction, Lord. I pray, God, that we would walk in step with you today. I wonder, could we just stand? Time's gone, friends, and... Um, I don't want to prolong the service.